Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. God with us, a wondrous name, manifested in the flesh he came. Hiding in a form like mine, all his attributes divine, all his attributes divine. Equal with the Father still, he obeys the Father's will. Lays his rightful glories by, comes as man for man to die. While as man on earth he dwelt, as true God his power was felt. At his voice diseases fled, Opening graves restored their dead. As a man, he groans and dies. Prisoned in the tomb, he lies. Soon he rises from the grave, man to die, but God to save. Man to die, but God to save. Well, those are the words of a hymn written by Basil Manley born in 1825 and died in 1892. And though we don't consider that a Christmas carol, at least I've never sung it uh, with other Christmas carols at Christmas time, it is a wonderful hymn about the incarnation of Jesus Christ and very nicely emphasizes, very nicely focuses upon the text that we have been looking at over the last several days from Matthew chapter 1 which deals with the prophecy of Isaiah from chapter 7, verse 14, and talks about this one called Emmanuel, God with us. And that's exactly what this hymn is all about. God with us, O wondrous name. Emmanuel, O wondrous name. Well, we'll look a little bit more at that as we gather together around the Word of God on this Friday, December 23, just a couple of days away from Christmas. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for helping us financially with this ministry. Thank you for considering a year-end gift for the Beacon Broadcast before the close of the year 2022. We're looking at the account in Matthew chapter 1, where the angel came to Joseph and announced the birth of Jesus through his betrothed wife, Mary, who was expecting a child, not by the normal processes of conception, but rather by the miraculous power of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph 
a godly man, a believing man, received this message from this angel, this messenger of God that came to him, and immediately obeyed what the angel said. He took Mary under his roof to be his wife, though he did not he did not um, express his conjugal relationship with her until after the child was born. But nevertheless, he took the responsibility of sheltering her, providing for her, being a husband to her and a father to her child, though he was not the actual human father. Nevertheless, he took that position and showed his faith in the revelation of God from the prophecy of Isaiah, chapter 7 and verse 14. That's the account that we've been looking at. We find it in Matthew 1.18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she shall bring forth a son." And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, clearly, as taught in this passage, is God's Son. That which was conceived in the womb of Mary was conceived by the Holy Spirit of God. This text teaches us that Jesus is sinless, having no human father by which the sin nature is transmitted from one person to another, from father to children, and likewise down through the generations. But having no human father, Jesus is born without a fallen nature, fully human, but not sinful humanity, fully human but sinless like the original creation in the garden before Adam's fall. Jesus is sinless and remained sinless throughout his entire lifetime, never sinning one time, so that he might be the one person on earth who did not deserve the condemnation that comes to sinners, the soul that sinneth it shall die, thereby being able to take the sinner's place and take the sinner's judgment upon himself, he who deserved no judgment, and transfer, offer that by the design of God to those who trust in him so that he takes the place of the believer. He takes the believer's sin. He takes the believer's judgment, punishment for sin, 
and he gives the believer his perfect righteousness in its place. It's a wonderful transfer, isn't it? I tell you, it's a, it's a story I never get tired of talking about, and I hope you don't either. And that's what's told to us in this passage. Now let me run down through the passage verse by verse, as far as time will allow, and deal with some of the interesting aspects here. We read, After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Betrothal, as you probably know, was a legal commitment. The betrothal was actually recorded in the records of the city in which the betrothal took place. The actual wedding, after which the couple would come together to live as husband and wife, was a family matter, a a relatives matter, a family and relatives and neighbors matter. It was not recorded. The betrothal was recorded, and once that was recorded, legally, they were already considered husband and wife, even though they had not come together. But during this period of betrothal, usually a year long, Mary was pregnant and expecting a child, and that, of course, was of great trouble and sorrow to Joseph. So we read, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, being a good man, a righteous man, in the in the um, salvation sense of that term, there are no perfectly just, perfectly righteous people except for Jesus Christ, but he was a believing man, and he did not want to make her a public example. He had every right to publicly denounce her and divorce her, but he loved her. And so he was inclined instead to put her away privately. That means to divorce her. Betrothal being recorded as a legal marriage could only be ended by a legal divorce. And so he was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, you hear his lineage? Son of David, he's in the line of David. Do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Who can explain that? It's really not possible to explain it, but it is certainly possible to believe it, to accept it as the revelation of God. And verse 21, she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is the the first century equivalent of the Old Testament Joshua, and that name, Joshua, or Jesus, means Jehovah saves. It talks about a Savior, and you shall call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Not offer to, but accomplish salvation for them. He will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, and now quoting Isaiah seven fourteen, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Now this is a name, a term that Jesus 
Jesus uh, was given, though it wasn't often used, but nevertheless it revealed this wonderful mystery of the incarnation, how that God became man. Back to our opening hymn, God with us, O wondrous name, manifest in flesh he came, hiding in a form like mine, all his attributes divine. He's God, but he came in flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did, as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. Again, we see the reality of the betrothal arrangement. Once they were betrothed, she was legally his wife, and he was legally her husband. And so now with this information, he takes her under his roof, he takes her into his home, He's going to protect her from the gaze and mocking and and uh, the ill treatment of people who would assume that she was pregnant uh, outside of marriage, that Joseph was not the father of her child. And he took her under his wing, took her as his wife, but we're told very clearly in verse 25, did not know her. That's that biblical euphemism for the conjugal relationship, the sexual relationship, he did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Until. In other words, he did have relationships with her after Jesus was born, and the scripture gives us the names of Jesus's half-brothers. There's four of them that are named in scripture, and also refers to some sisters, two or more sisters that were born, so it was a rather large family. Yes, Joseph and Mary had regular marriage relationships, but not until after Jesus was born, because this is a virgin birth, a miracle of God's grace for the salvation of those who trust in him. Until next week, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.